Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined by my new buddy here, Mr. Ramiz, uh, who's been out for a little while with a sickness, but uh, we're glad to have you back, Ramiz. Glad to talk this uh, huge, huge, huge Friday mega sleep with you. How have you been, man? Oh, I've been better. I've been better, but I'm excited to talk about NBA again, man. Let's do it. Yeah, big 11-game slate here, so plenty of people out there. I'm sure we'll agree on some and others uh, we might not necessarily agree on. But let's start off with some injury news we're looking out for, Ramiz. We're looking out for uh, some of the biggest ones, obviously, is Nikola Jokic. He's going to be out again, of course, with the COVID-19 health and safety protocols. We also got news uh, broke a little bit during the evening here. Jamal Murray is also going to be out for the health and safety protocols. So there's going to be some nuggets that we have interest in, I would imagine. Uh, Chris Paul is questionable, so if he is out, I'll have some interest in Devin Booker. That's about all I've got right there for you. Uh, Adebayo is questionable also. Uh, Gabe Vincent probably saw the biggest bump, surprisingly, without Adebayo in the last one, so we got to keep an eye on that one. There's no Tyler Hero either. Uh, Desmond Bain is out still, obviously, so some Memphis guys, some guards in the Memphis might be up some interest in him. Uh, Kate Cunningham is out also. So, yes, I'm just in some uh, Detroit guys. Actually, probably my favorite player over there. Uh, Paulo Banquero, out. Uh, Jared Allen, questionable. Last time he was out, we could get some you know, Kevin Love in there and stuff like that. But uh, we have to see if he plays. Marcus Smart, also questionable. Yeah, Derek White, you have Malcolm Brogdon coming back, too. So some guys I had to keep my eyes on there. Uh, Gary Harris may return, which puts a little bit of a damper on Jalen Suggs. And Isaiah Stewart is out and I, uh, as i'm watching this box score here jalen duran looks like he's doing some work so uh, we'll talk about that in a minute Ramiz. but that's uh that's the injury news you're going to want to stay on top of this is the time of season guys where injury news breaking late in the day does change a slate quite you know quite often uh so you do want to be one of our dfs pass members and while i'm talking about it might as well just go ahead and plug it get that dfs pass it's 4.99 a month and uh, you get the ethos 360 pass also which gets you the fantasy pass and the wager pass as well go sign up so you can get uh access to guys like me and ramiz and you can go ahead and get all this uh, latest late breaking news here with these injuries and who we're going to be rostering uh but ramiz any big news i left out there or do you think i, I pretty you much actually left out one Big news. Uh, Lamar Bar is actually out for the game against oh, Cleveland as yeah. well. That's right. Yeah, so. That's right. And also, yes. there's questionable for that game as well. So, I don't know what, who's going to be starting a point guard there. Yeah. So, that is, uh, yeah, no, that's a good good point. And uh, obviously, we've had, we've had some interest in the past and guys like Rogier and uh, Kelly Oubre and things like that. So, uh, you know, maybe we gravitate towards those guys. But let's talk about it, man. Let's go. Um, I've got an interest probably in every single game on the slate, but let's uh, let's kind of do this here, Ramiz. Let's talk about the teams that you know have guys out. So let's go ahead and just head this off with Denver, and uh, let me tell me who you're you know targeting on Denver. Uh, well, I mean it's pretty obvious. I went with the obvious choices, kind of with Jamal Murray and Jokic out. Someone's got to slot in and get a lot more minutes. So you can definitely expect a Zeke Naji maybe at a 3200 to get more minutes and probably hit a couple threes, grab some rebounds. I think you can also expect Bowens Highland to probably start it at the point guard position, and maybe he can be kind of, you know, get some assists, points at 5,000. And uh, I think those are the only two ones that I would go with. MPJ is kind of a risky one at 6,200 for me. 
Yeah, I do have MPJ in my player pool. I'm not going to have a whole lot of shares of him. I had a lot of shares of him last time, and he kind of crapped the bed. Uh, it is what it is. He is kind of a hit or miss kind of guy. I think yeah. you do have to have some exposure, though, if you're playing a lot of lineups, because he could he could potentially go off. Um, but yeah, I've got Bones Highland here circled. He's my main guy here. I think he's going to have really high ownership, so that's one thing to really uh, think about out there. But he is only 5,000. He used to hit about 30 DK points to hit 6x value there. And that's not going to be a problem. I mean, he's getting nearly that even in a backup role. So if he slides in that starting lineup and gets 30 plus minutes, which I assume he will, uh, I think there's there's absolutely no reason that he can't hit that 6x value for you. So he seems like a very safe play to me. Uh, I do have some Bruce Brown, interest in Bruce Brown at 5,400, but yeah, he's a little bit pricey there. Um, one guy I will throw out there that could be a good move here is Contavious Caldwell Pope at 4,700. Uh, he is a little bit reliant on other people creating for him, but I do like Bones. I do like MPJ. I think they still have enough weapons out there that uh, KCP can still have his uh, his day in the sun here. So 4700 for him. I think that's an okay price. And then the one last guy I'm going to add on that side of knees is uh, Jeff Greed. I do have some interest in him at 3500 He played 28 minutes. Yeah, I played 28 minutes in that last one. I think the biggest thing is Jokic is out, and they need someone to play center, and they don't really have anybody there because, you know, why would you have anybody that good to back up Jokic? So uh, Jeff Green's really the guy that slots into that, and we've seen what he did last season in big minutes. So I'm actually going to have, I wouldn't say a whole lot of shares, but maybe like 25% of my lineups, I'm actually going to have some Jeff Green. So I do have a lot of interest in him as well. Um, but anyways, another team that's kind of dealing with the injury bug right now, the Detroit Pistons. Tell me who you got interest in on that side because they are without Isaiah Stewart. They're without uh, Cade Cunningham. So so who do you like? I think you already mentioned his name, but Jalen Duran at 3,700 has got to be a steal. Like, I mean, the, the amount of minutes is going to open up for him because you can't expect Marvin Bagley to do multiple like rim protecting and like pain protection, especially against the Lakers' tent lineup. So I really like Jalen Duran at 3,700. I also like Alec Burks at 4,400. I think oh. he's a veteran player. That he's coming off entry, he's only played like two games, but he's obviously warming up to it. And I think he can, the guy who can slot in at that point guard position, because Killian Hayes has kind of been underperforming. That's like the story of his career with Killian Hayes. He's, he's, not, he's not been very good. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I do like that call. That's a guy that a lot of people probably will not really be on to, onto them, onto him. Uh, so I do like that because I like the old below ownership plays. But, yeah, Jalen Duran seems like the absolute smash play on the slate right now. 3,700. He's uh, currently watching his box score right now. It's at halftime. He's got eight points and eight rebounds. So nearly a double-double by halftime. And I think he's played like 15 minutes or something like that. So, um, yeah. I don't think there's any lineups I'm going to have where I don't have Jalen Duran. Uh, I mean, there might be one or two, but mostly I'm going to have some Jalen Duran. I think he's a smash guy. I think he's also going to have very high ownership, but I think this is chalk that you gladly eat. Um, I def- definitely have to mention Jaden Ivey at 6,400. Uh, still think he can hit 6x at that price. It is, uh, I wouldn't say a lofty price. It's a fair price. But with the added, uh, you know, touches he's going to get without Cade Cunningham, if he has a good game against this LA Lakers team, which isn't necessarily the best uh, defensive team in the world, uh, I do like his chances here. The Lakers might actually have a few guys coming back to uh, the rotation rate. Thomas Bryant and Dennis Schroeder. 
There you go. I was, uh, thank you very much because their names were escaping me. Uh, so a couple of veterans coming back there so that may uh, yeah, mess with the rotations a little bit and uh, you know make the Lakers even worse for a game or two. So that would be nice. <laughs> but, um, another guy that you can uh, pivot off of, you know, maybe I will in a, a lineup or two. If you don't want to have Jalen Durant, you just want to be really contrarian. Uh, Marvin Bagley at 4,700. Uh, make sure he's playing. He's been having some injury issues here. So as long as he is playing, though, he is a guy that puts up fantasy points and he's a little bit more expensive, but I still think he could uh, hit value for you there at 4,700. Uh, okay, so moving on, let's talk about uh, Memphis because we said uh, Desmond Bain is out. Oh, yeah. So let's talk OKC Memphis. I got some interest in both sides of the ball here, but let me know who do you like in this OKC Memphis game? This is actually a tough game to gauge because with no Desmond Bain, right? I think the obvious one is definitely John Moran. But like, who is the second player that you're looking at as like a low-risk, high-reward type player? Because Jared Jackson Jr. is back, mm-hmm. but is he on a minutes restriction? Is he going to be playing with you know the full effort? I do like Brandon Clark at 4,200. Mm-hmm. I think this OKC team is a, a small team, so I don't know if Stephen Adams is going to get a lot of PT. He didn't get a lot of PT against the Pelicans, I believe. So I think this is a game maybe Brandon Clark slides in with minutes restriction on Jared Jackson Jr. and plays pretty well to his value. I'm never on top of Steve Adams. I wonder if he has a big game here. I just never, ever roster him in DFS. He's just not the type of player that I like. But um, I'm sure he's going to burn me. He's probably going to have, like, a huge game here. The Thunder, he probably will. <laughs> yeah, the Thunder are pretty bad down low. But I do have JJJ. You mentioned him. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, circled here. He is 5,600. You mentioned his minutes. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me in his first game back is he managed 25 minutes in his first game back. That's got to be encouraging for season-long owners that have him on their team. So uh, I'm hoping for a similar workload. And if I do get that, he was, I believe, 3 of 14 from the field in that game, uh, if, if my memory serves me correctly. So if I, uh, you know, if he has a similar workload and a similar usage, uh, if he hits a few more shots, I think he can hit value for you at 5,600. Uh, I also like Dylan Brooks, 6,400. You, you mentioned, you know, who's going to step up and uh, and fill that Desmond Ben role and take that usage. I mean, Dylan Brooks is, is always a me guy. He's never going to say no to a <laughs> shot. Uh, he's going to come in and chuck up 20 shots, and you're just hoping for him to hit half of them. And if he does that, he, you know, he needs 38 uh, DK points of roughly to hit 6x value here. That is actually within the one more possibility if he has a good game. But, of course, he is Dylan Brooks. He could also go 1 for 20 and wouldn't bat an eye. So just be wary of that. But I will have him in a few lineups. Uh, and yeah, on the OKC side, I think, you know, as far as the spin-up guys go, Ramiz, I, I love SGA at 9,900 in this atmosphere. Um, Said the words pretty, right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, man. I stole, I stole your thunder. No, go ahead. Tell me. Tell me about SGA. Go ahead. No, no, you, I think you hit a spot on Shea Gilders Alexander has been on fire. And, like, you want to know, like, is it going to come to an end? But, like, you can't not bet against him. Like, I mean, 9,900 for what he's bringing? Yeah. Like, what is it, 50, 40, 90, over 30 points? Like, that's absurd. I do want to give a shout-out to Jalen Williams, too. I think he's finally cracked the rotation, yeah. and he's only what, valued at 4000 So, I mean, that's a great opportunity to probably get some great value from him. Yep. I have uh, all four, both of those guys on the Thunder side. Those are the two Thunder I have on my slate here. But, yeah, I've been on Jalen Williams for a few weeks now. Uh, he's been getting the minutes, and he's got the skill set. It's just a matter of him putting it together. He is still a rookie. so. Um, but he has been in certain games. He's been going off and, and putting up some very nice lines. So I think 4,000, you can definitely slot him in if you need a guy that's kind of a value guy to fill out your roster. Uh, okay. Let's move on to another game. This is a game I just like because I just like both these teams in this matchup, and I think this game environment is good for DFS. So Indiana Pacers and the Houston Rockets. Um, you know, this is a game of two where two teams that aren't 
necessarily that great, but they have good talent on their team. So, you know, I'm looking at guys like on the Indiana side, I'm looking at Halliburton at 9,200. You know, I think he's a guy that might get overlooked a bit on this big slate. And I think that's a fair price for him, especially against a Houston team that we know likes to push the the pace and does not play any defense. So um, 9,200 for Halliburton seems very fair to me. I think if I land on him, if I can fit him in my lineups, I do like it. Um, I've got Benedict Matherin also at 5,900, and I think this is a low ownership play. I think a lot of people are going to be off of him because of uh, some pretty bad games recently he's had, but he flashed earlier in the season his upside, and again, this game environment here, Indiana, Houston, it's going to be up and down the court. It's going to be just a chaotic game, and that's what you want for DFS because that creates opportunity. Any other Pacers or, or Rockets that you like in this game, Remis? Uh I, I like Miles Turner at 7,300. I mean, he's been... Re- Pretty great this season. I mean, he hasn't been dealing with any injuries so far, but like, I mean, these past games, I mean, he's got double rebounds, double digit rebounds. He's got around three blocks and three, like, he's getting a few assists as well, and he's getting you points. So he's kind of getting you a lot of aspects of the game, and he's doing it efficiently as well. As long as he can stay healthy and play up to 30 minutes, I think you're getting good value from him. Yeah, uh, Miles Turner, man, he has been having a good season. Hopefully, he gets traded to a team that's you know actually good, but we'll see how that happens. Because I want Isaiah Jackson to be unleashed, but we'll see how that all happens. Um, yeah, I do also have some interest in on the Rockets side. I've got some interest in Alperin Shingun because of what you mentioned with Miles Turner. I think he's trying to ball out. I think Alperin could get a few blocks off of him, and he's been playing pretty decently himself. So sixty-seven hundred. Um, not a guy I'm like going to go out of my way to roster, but if I do land on him, I don't mind him at all. I like Jalen Green at 6,500. I was on him uh, the last time he had a big game. He was like 6,300 or so. So salaries climbed a little bit, but I still think it's very reasonable 6,500 for a guy that's uh, getting a lot of uh, volume for shots. His shot just needs to fall for us to to have a good game there. Uh, and then lastly, I'm going to throw out a guy I've been throwing out every single Rockets game is Eric Gordon at 4,000. I, I just always throw him out because he can always – I mean, he's, he's a bucket, man. He's a walk bucket he can put up 15 20 points and uh, as long as he's 4,000 or 4,200 or less I'm, I'm still gonna have some interest in him so uh what do you think man good call bad call you not on that air gordon bandwagon <laughs> i like the pick but it's just that is air gordon wanting to do it like that's the only thing yeah. that's questioning me about air gordon because you know he's playing on a team that isn't kind of doesn't want to really win they just want to tank for obviously one one yano and uh, but I do like I do want to shout out to this guy Deshaun Nix because there's a chance KPG is questionable to mm. to lower back soreness. So I think Deshaun Nix could definitely get a certain more a lot more minutes and he's only at 3200. He can definitely get you easy buckets, easy points. And to speak on Jalen Green, I also have him on my list as well. I think he's a guy with high high reward because you know especially if you he's gonna get a lot of shots every game. He's getting a lot of shots. He's gotta hit those shots right, get yeah. your points. Absolutely. And uh, it's a good call with Nation Knicks. I didn't know that um, KPJ was uh, was questionable, but yeah, if he does say I do believe Knicks will uh, slot in. That actually gives me some more interest also in uh, Jalen Green because I think he's going to have more usage as well. So uh, good good call there. Uh, okay, I've got one more game I've got a lot of interest in, and then I'm going to ask you who you'd like here. I've got interest and I've got to always mention these games, of course, because uh, because of who I am. I'm interested in the Chicago Bulls and New Orlando Magic game. Uh, here's the thing about the Chicago Bulls, and you know, I think this is one of the just kind of a general DFS strategy that you guys can take and use. But you know, what we're looking at when we're looking at the salaries, one thing that I'm looking at is that you know sometimes what affects the salary is not just uh, how well they perform in the games, but it's also public like sentiment. Like, you know, if people are off of these guys and not rostering them, their salaries fall. 
So, you know, if someone's not, uh, if the public sentiment is against a team, it makes me interested in them because they're, you know, their salaries are going to be deflated. I think the best case of that year with Chicago and Orlando is DeMar DeRozan at the lowest salary I've seen him all season, 8000 I think maybe in the first couple of days of the season, he was like in the 7000s for some reason. But, uh, but this is just too cheap. And, you know, I, I'm looking for the Bulls to bounce back in a big way against a not-so-good team here uh, that's going to be missing one of their, you know, star guys. So uh, I like DeMar DeRozan at 8000 I don't think I'm going to have him in every single lineup, but I'm going to have him in a decent number of lineups. How do you like that, Ramiz? And uh, talk me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely see your point, but I went, with, I went with his partner in crime. I went with Zach Levine. I think Zach Levine, as, as long as he's not injured, as long as he's not dealing with any type of soreness or any issue, he's one of the uh, one of the best players on this team, right, for a reason. And uh, he's been off to, like, he's been a great stretch of basketball right now, as long as, and he's been playing hefty amount of minutes, which is really good to see. I think he's, like, 7,700 cheaper than DeRozan. That's why I kind of lean towards him. But I do like your DeRozan pick, but it's just, I need to see, like, some games. I need to see a bounce-back game. He hasn't had a great season, obviously, comparing to last year's. Not the best way to compare it. But you know better than me as a Chicago Bulls fan, right? <laughs> well, it's been a rough go, man. So hopefully these Bulls can rebound. But, yeah, DeMar, he had a, a couple of rough games in Toronto because they were doubling him and just getting the ball out of his hands. And, uh, you know, I think that might be a recipe that teams are using here. And, uh, you know, hopefully they overcome it. But uh, I do have some interest also in some of the cheaper Bulls over here. I would assume I'm going to mention him again. His uh, salary keeps dropping for good reason. He hasn't had a very good game, but he's 4,300. Uh, and you know what? This kid's going to turn around. He's very, he's still very young. He's still feeling the, the game out. Um, Goran Dragic has been kind of eating into his minutes and playing very good basketball. But I had to assume who's the guy that's going to be in Chicago long term. So his minutes aren't going to go anywhere. Uh, they have dwindled a bit. You're going to hope they rebound. If he has a good game, he will stay in and he will beat this price price point. I guarantee it. So uh, he, I do have some interest in him. Not a whole lot, but some. Uh, another guy I'll throw out, which I threw out in the last pod, is Andre Drummond at 3,800. A guy that's capable of putting up 30 to 40 DK points in just 15 minutes. That's a guy I'm always going to have interest in, especially when his salary is so darn low. Uh, so I'm going to have him in a few lineups as well. Um, but on the other side of the ball, Ramiz, I actually have the most interest in Franz Wagner. Uh, because there is no Paulo Banquero, obviously, and the Bulls' defense is pretty much trash at this point. So, uh, do you like Franz tonight or no? Yeah, Franz Wagner at 6,900 is it's really great. I have him on my list too. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a good shot, Keith. Uh, with Paolo out, I mean, you have a lot of injuries. Even you have some questionable players in Wendell Carter and Mo Wagner. Mm-hmm. So, I do want to give a shout out to Bull Bowl too, though, at 6,500. I think if Wendell Carter is out as well, and obviously with no Paolo, you're going to expect a lot more minutes from him. And he's been having a great couple of games. I mean, then he hold Luca to like 20 points or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously it wasn't just him, but yeah, let's yeah. just give all the credit to him anyways. <laughs> there you go. No, um, yeah, when, when so I did call Wendell Carter being out correctly in that last one. That's a good thing to address because I called Wendell Carter Jr. being out in that last podcast I did. But I was totally wrong about the ownership. I thought everybody was going to flock to Bull Bull, and I was totally wrong. Everybody flocked to Mo Bamba. I thought I was going to be a contrarian blame Mo Bamba, and he had like 20 to 30% ownership in my GPPs, whereas Bull Bull had like 6%. I was absolutely flabbergasted by that. And, of course, Bull Bull had a huge game, so I felt like a double idiot. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. You live and you learn. Uh, but I think Bull Bull, uh, if, if Wendell is out, I think he's uh, a very good play. For sure. And I think Bamba is also still a solid play also if uh, if uh, 
uh, Wendell Carter misses. So uh, keep those in mind. Uh, with Miami, Miami and Washington, I don't really like this game a whole lot. I never like a Washington Wizards game. I've said that many times <laughs> on this pod. But I do have some interest in the Miami side, you know, especially if Bam Adebayo misses. And if, uh, you know, obviously Tyler Hero is already going to be out. So uh, tell me what Miami Heat you're into uh, with some of the uh, usage opened up there. Uh, definitely Nikola Jovic. 3,500. He started last game with no BAM. And uh, uh, Dwayne Denman is actually questionable too now. So, I mean, if there's they'll have no centers, I mean, you're going to have to have to play Nikola Jovic eventually. And I think you should also give him a shout-out to Haywood Highsmith because uh, at this point they're gonna probably going to be playing some, a lot of small ball. And he was he hasn't played at all this season much, but he did play last season when he didn't have any centers. So I think you can expect Nikola Jovic and Haywood Highsmith to play some center roles and uh, maybe take advantage of that. Yeah, they could smash, that's for sure. I actually have some interest. I went a little different uh, way with this, just basically guys that are going to get more minutes uh, that have been proven to to put up fantasy points. So Mark, Max Struess is a guy, 5,800. Uh, it's dependent on his shot. So if his shot is falling, he can hit value there for you. It is still a little bit pricey. So I like the other two guys I have on my list a little bit better. I like Caleb Martin at 4,900. But he is questionable. If he's out, if he's out, I love, 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 love Gabe Vincent at 4,600. Uh, Heroes out. As I said, when Bam Adebayo was out last one, looked like Gabe Vincent was the one that kind of got the most bump in usage. Uh, so, you know, it, what, I'm, what I mean by that is, you know, obviously uh, these other guys that you mentioned with Jovic and, and uh, Heismith, you know, they do play uh, more minutes when the guys are out. But the, pro- the, the issue that they, they might have is do they have usage with the basketball? And, I, you know, I don't know that. It's not necessarily proven at this point. But it is still a good play because they are going to get those minutes. So, you know, there's always a possibility they get that usage. So, what, What's the verdict with uh, Duncan Robinson? They're uh, How do you feel you know, about that? You know, if, if Caleb Martin's out, I might have to add him in my player pool here. I'm, I'm assuming Caleb Martin's going to play. He's been smashing it recently. I feel like he wants to get out there. So I'm not looking too deep at Duncan Robinson. But if uh, Caleb does get out, I do like that play. I'll, I'll have to add that for sure and uh, have a few shares of him. Um, let's talk about Boston. Because uh, Marcus Smart is questionable, and we saw what Derek White's been doing. So, do you have interest in Derek White at 5400 against the New Orleans Pelicans? I do. I, I think Derek White's uh, slotting, but that's like dependent obviously on Marcus Smart. But you also said Michael Brogdon is coming back, so that's the weird thing where I'm yeah. like hesitating. I'm like, do I want to go with Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah. But I think Derek uh, Derek White has been a safe option, and I think he'd be good to go because even if they do bring those players back. You're not expecting them to play 30 minutes. Maybe Derek White t- takes that opportunity and plays a lot more. Yeah, I'm going to say if Brogdon comes back, I probably am, don't have interest in either of these guys, honestly. I just don't think there's enough uh, for both of them to really go off, even with Smart out, honestly. Because I think Al Horford also is going to get a few more minutes. I think it's just one of those things where the, you know, the top guys just get more minutes. Um, that's just my theory. We'll see how it plays out. But, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not opposed to playing Derek White or Brogdon if I land on them. I think they're still pretty decent plays. Uh, I just think I have interest in other guys in that kind of salary range I'd rather have. So I've had an X amount of my player pool entirely, just not super interested in them. Uh, on the other side of the ball, though, I do have interest in Larry Nance Jr. because we do have Zion Williamson also questionable in this one. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. is 4,500. He is a guy that doesn't have a gigantic ceiling. He's not going to be a guy that puts up a you know 20-point uh, real-life, 10-rebound 10, 10 game. Um, but he contributes in every category, so I feel like he has a safe floor. So I think he's a safe floor play at 4,500. I wouldn't call him a necessarily a high ceiling play. Any interest in any, any of these Pelicans, Remis? This is a tough play because, I mean, you're talking about the Celtics, right? And the Celtics, without yeah. Marcus Smart, are going to have a tough defense. So 
I do like the Larry Nance pick because, you know, while they may not really pay attention to him and he can really get those, like you said, in, uh, have some stats in every category. I do like Brandon Ingram in this scenario. I think he's 8,100. I think he has some high upside. He is not probably the best pick. I mean, you could obviously go with the CJ. But it's, I mean, like, I feel like the title of this podcast should be questionable because <laughs> every single player we're talking about might be questionable, yeah. which could really change the whole outcome of a game, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to stay on top of, guys. The uh, sportsethos.com has a live injury re- report, which you guys should stay on top of. If you have that DFS pass, you've got access to it. So uh, good opportunity for you to go get ex- access to that because uh, as these things happen, yeah, everything does change. So this slate is going to change a whole lot. Um, I do have one other guy, though. Actually, I've got two other guys I want to add here. Not necessarily hugely interested in their games, but I want to get your thoughts on them, Ramiz. Let me throw them out there to you. Uh, I like Javon Carter at 5,800, and that's assuming Drew Holiday is out. Uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers. He's been just absolutely crushing it the last three or four games, putting up 30-plus DK points and uh, just reliably. So I feel like he is a safe floor guy, even, which is kind of weird to say because he's not a guy that was even on our radar you know, a week or two ago. Uh, but now I feel like he's a safe floor guy. Any thoughts on Javon Carter against the Philadelphia 76ers? No, for sure. I mean, I have him on my list as well. I mean, I think with uh, the injuries that they're dealing with, no Wes Matthews, no Pat Connington, possibly no Grayson Allen possibly no Drew Holiday. So with taking all that into account, I mean, I think Trevon Carter is a really great show. I mean, he's had a really good a really good set amount of games. Even had that game against OKC where phew, really went off. But obviously not expecting performance like that. But if he could yeah. get you like literally like what he's been doing right now is like what, 12 points, six assists, a good amount of rebounds, good amount of steals. I think he's really good value at 5,800. Yeah, he uh, didn't exactly crush it in some of those games. He still hit 30 DK points because of all the other stats he's putting up, like you said. So I like that. He doesn't have to necessarily have a good shooting night to, to put up some good value. Um, another guy, the last the last guy I'm going to add here, uh, Ramiz, is Lamar Steven. Stevens? Stevens. Lamar Stevens at 3,500. Uh, this is if Jared Allen is out. It's obviously against the Charlotte Hornets, who are just absolutely dreadful down low. Uh, but Lamar Stevens has been putting up pretty good value here, uh, and his salary hasn't really climbed to, to you know match that. Uh, again, this is only if Jared Allen's out, because if Jared Allen's in, he could see himself shrink to the same kind of use, the same kind of minutes he was getting before, where it was like you know 10 minutes here, 5 minutes there. Uh, and obviously that's going to be a huge loss for you. But uh, if Jared Allen is out it looks like lamar stevens is pretty much locked into a 30-minute role uh so any interest in him there uh, against the charlotte hornets team yeah he started last game and he had a really solid game he got 25 fantasy points so i mean it that's obviously all riding on jared allen because if jared allen does play you're probably expecting a whole lot of change in that starting lineup and he probably doesn't see those 30 minutes but even then this Cavs hornets game it's a good chance it might be a blowout so you might even see more minutes for lamar stevens to get more shot up shots yeah. up i mean he hasn't been shooting as good. I mean, he shot three for 10 last game, but with more opportunity at 3,500, I think he's definitely a hit. Yeah, and no Lamella ball, like you said, so, uh, which I forgot, unfortunately, but that's okay. You corrected me. No Lamella ball in this one, so I think, yeah, that blowout potential is, is real. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are a good basketball team. There's no denying it. So, uh, the short horns are a bad basketball team. There's no denying it. So, I don't have a lot of interest in this game. If I'm going to have anybody, it'd be somebody like Lamar Stevens, where I'm not spending a whole lot of my salary. So, uh, any guys that you have on your list that we didn't cover that you're you're really big on and we we got to get to them? Oh, hold up. Well, I think Christian Wood. Christian mm-hmm. Wood with no Jokic, uh, obviously going against what, the DeAndre Jordans, the Zeke Najis possibly, or Jeff Greens. I think Christian Wood is a, this is a game where he should eat, eat mm-hmm. rebounds, points. They simply have a really great game, and he's only valued at 6,900. Or even the lesser version, if you want, Dwight Powell at 4,400. 
because obviously the Mavs have no Max Kleber and Javon McGee is questionable. So that might, as a backup center or even as starting center, you know, Luca's going to easily give him some easy alley-oops, easy buckets. He can easily feed off that. Yeah, I like it, man. Good calls, good calls. Anyone else, or are we good to move on? I think we're good to move on. All right, that's it, man. We covered that giant, uh, ginormous 11-game slate for you in just about 26 minutes here. And I want to take the rest of this time here to just tell you about ThriveFantasy.com. You should go sign up there and, uh, you know, put your money in. Uh, it is a fun fun website they give you 20 player props you pick 10 of them in these in these big tournament contests in the contest lobby and if you're the highest score in that contest you win a share of the nightly prize money which is a whole lot of money so you know, go do it uh win big obviously there's some long shots there but uh it is a lot of fun unfortunately Ramiz, before we came on the since it was a late start tonight i think the thrive fancy didn't have all the uh props up yet so don't have any place for you guys on that one but we usually do that so definitely tune in uh and uh, check us out next time so we'll have those plays for you but until that next time i am keith cork you can find me on twitter at at bsbp keith and ramiz where can people find you man they can find me on twitter at too nice so it's be t zero t o zero underscore nice n i c e all right, very nice. We got that. <laughs> Too nice almost. Uh, we got that for you guys. And, yeah, definitely follow our show. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. We appreciate you guys always and forever. If you have any questions, drop them for us. Go to sportsethos.com. Uh, we're always uh, you know, available and happy to talk. So until next time, though, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.